there was something on my television this weekend that looked like football, sounded like football, but in the football I watched, the Jaguars do not beat the Bills. Any given Sunday, and apparently every team said that this was this Sunday. This week was drunk, man. This week was drunk. We are not drunk, at least I don't think we are, but we're going to try to break down what the hell happened this week. Let's get into it. Carson Wentz better not suck penis or I'm going to kill myself. Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks that's gathered around Blow the best sports talk in town You gotta roast Darren, Tim, and Chris Baby, can't get better than this Give out all the power rankings Laugh at all the teams tanking A lot of fun, a lot of surprise But give it up for the guys in this league Yeehaw! Word to your mother! It's another episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. It is episode 32, and it is the evening of November 9th, 2021. I am your host with the most owner of Team Fair Life, Chris Mitchum, and I got the usual gang with me. We got the owner of the Mixon Administration top scorer this week, Tim Raider. What's going on, man? Hey, that's right. Shout out again to Steven. That that song hit differently this week for some reason. We have a theme song, guys. That's the first like regular thing that's happened to me this week because definitely week nine wasn't. And we also have owner of Team Let Russ Cook, top of the Chipotle division, Aaron Hunt. And as always, Aaron, got an important question for you. Did Carson Wentz suck penis this week? He really didn't. He went 22 of 30, I think, for almost 300 yards, three tutties. Colt, go Colts. Colts put up 45 points on them. J-E-T-S, Jets. Let's get it. Me and Linda went to that game. It was great. Sat around a bunch of caramel moms. You know how I feel about those. Big fan. Big fan. Um, Yeah, so we got a show. We are about to deliver a show. We have the week nine Review, we're going to try to make sense of what the hell happened. We have a standings update, the all-important power rankings. We have another trade ring. You think you could get away with a trade ring for a week? Absolutely not. This is this league, baby. You ain't getting away with a trade ring. And then we have the week 10 preview. Um, We were talking before the show, tiers are definitely starting to form in this league. The top people are starting to separate themselves, and the bottom people are starting to separate themselves even more than we're used to. So... Before we get into all of that, um, oh, first of all, shout out to Zach, Tim, Clayton. Um, me and Aaron had an interesting, interesting opportunity this weekend. Uh, we 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 picked the worst game of the week to try and commentate on an app. Jordan Love going in, into Kansas City was thought was storylines galore. It wasn't. It was awful. Uh, they they said we did a good job. They want us to come back, but. Um, Shout out to all you guys for for hopping on that. And if you're not familiar, ColorCast, download it. Uh, We'll let you guys know on the social medias if we're commentating another game. But it was a good time, and I appreciate everybody that came along. Yeah, I appreciate all the support when we did that. Man, it was such a struggle. I feel like the highlight of it all was the commercial breaks when we were just trying to do over and over. French vanilla. Rocky Rocky Road. Road. Chocolate Chocolate peanut butter 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 cookie dough. Scoop. That is uh, hard to argue. 
Yeah, you guys, you guys really killed it though. I mean, it was the dud of the week in terms of excitement in the game. Uh, but somehow, you know, you had an engaged audience all game. It was you guys did really awesome for your first time. Appreciate that. Yeah, you know it was bad whenever we're like having conversations about nothing, and I'm like, crap, I'm supposed to be commentating this game, aren't I? Jordan Love <laughs> just threw another incompletion over Devontae Adams. Like were you even watching at that point? Like nobody yeah. was watching. Right, I know. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. I am running on a solid three hours of sleep. It is law school week for me, so I am downing some nice H2O to try to drown out the obscene amount of caffeine that I have ingested today. Aaron, what are you sipping on? Oh, I got me a little bit of screwball today. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's a peanut butter whiskey. You don't think those two things go together. However, I'm here to tell you that that's false. They really do. I've got uh, four roses, small batch. You know, just sipping on whiskey. It's supposed to snow this weekend, I saw. So not looking forward to that. Is it really? The chance on Sunday, I do believe. Indiana, Indiana, Indiana. We got to love it. All right. Well, I, I haven't been looking forward to this, but somebody's got to do it. Let's get into week nine, baby. Nice. So let's see. Three weeks ago, we said that week six was the lowest scoring week, surely, in the history of this league. Last week, we say, you know what? Week eight had to be the lowest scoring week in this league history. Aaron, you got the number. Um, I'm pretty sure week nine said hold my beer again. It did. It did. I think the previous record low was 120 average. This week's was 113, down seven total points. Uh, that's just, that's abysmal, everyone. Uh, that's include, including myself. Uh, we got to step it up as a league. <laughs> Guys, this is embarrassing. This week. <laughs> that's a testament, though. It's a, it's, it's in a war of attrition out there, man. People are getting injured. It's bye weeks. It's, you know, when you're starting your Devontae Freemans and Devontae Bookers of the world, it's got to get what you can take. So we're going to try to make the most of this week, though, for you guys. And we're going to start with the first game. It was your boy, Chris, and Team Fairlife coming into this game at 6-2, and two, taking on Clayton and the Red Rocket, who entered this game at a whopping 2-6. and six. Yeah, and I'll say this was kind of the game that... Dublin! <laughs> <laughs> I'll restart. <laughs> This is the game that if this was NFL red zone, uh, nobody would have seen it happen. I don't think a single exciting thing happened for either team here. Um, neither quarterback threw for a touchdown. I'm looking here quickly. I see one touchdown by Michael Pittman. And that yeah. might be it between the two teams. There's only one touchdown between these two teams. That is disgusting. So, Clayton, you know, he came into the week, I guess, maybe clinging for life for the playoffs. And when in reality, he should be full fire sale. Let's do it. Let's pull the trigger, Clayton. This is that week. Chris, hottest team, top of the power rankings, uh, only six-win team. Um, and congrats, man. You did it with your highest scorer being the Dolphins' defense. On the back of the Dolphins' D. Let's go. I got you solid eight. Points off the waiver wire, I do believe. Um, and speaking of waiver wire, Dan Arnold got you a nice 10. Got Solid. you a nice 10. Solid. The boys are nice busting this week. Yeah, nice to see David Montgomery back with 10 points, even though 
you know, you lose a little shine on Herbert, but at least you got that stack there, the Chicago running back. Um, and then for Clayton, um, Chase Edmonds got hurt during the game. Zach Moss got hurt during the game. Julio Jones is toast. Keenan Allen had a good game. And then nobody else really did anything. McCaffrey came back this week. So, you know, like, oh, what's going to happen? He got 14 carries and five targets. So 19 options or opportunities. That's pretty solid, but didn't really do much with them. And Clayton loses this one, 115 to 84. And there were points where we thought Clayton would struggle to get 70. It was just an ugly week for him. Ugly, ugly week for both teams, quite frankly. And I, we say it every week, man, but like Clayton, what are we doing? Especially like Keenan, like Christian McCaffrey, fine, I get it. But Keenan Allen, it's like 29. He would be right. so good you on my roster. Julio's got enough name power maybe to get something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Anything to add on that, Aaron, before we move on? I got nothing, man. I just feel bad for Clayton's battered roster. I, I really do. I feel sorry for him. It is not pretty. Uh, as Tim mentioned, I moved to 7-2. and two. Top of, the, top, top of the Cadova division, and Clayton falls to two and seven. The next matchup we are going to cover, it was Zach and team cooking up more, coming into this game at three and five, taking on another three and five team, Don and team Don Perignon. And we said it last week that this was a sneaky big game, and I'm calling this game the Don Blue Ball game because he gets these new toys, right? Chris Godwin, hot. Miles Sanders, he's injured, but Antonio Gibson, hot. Those are going to go straight into his lineup, make it more competitive, both on by. So uh, Tim really got him on that one. I'm not saying you gave him big, the, the blue balls, but, it, you know, maybe. But, uh, yeah, he this was a must win if he wanted to try to keep pace in that Chipotle division and try to get uh, one of those last playoff spots. And he gets it done. Final score, 106 to 83. <laughs> the fact that somebody scored 106 points and wins – Tells you how week nine goes. Uh, for Zach, I mean, we got to boo him. Boo for not setting your lineup. Boo. You, st- you stink. Sammy Watkins get Watkins. Sammy Watkins gets him a nice zero points. Uh, but at the end of the day, it probably didn't really matter. Um, I think we can start the hashtag free Javante Williams. Did you guys see that one run that he had where he like dragged three dudes and just shed them? Oh my God. Like, when this, this, he's going to make me lose sleep. Javante Williams is so good. And, you know, I gave God. him up to the pursuit of a ring, but he, I'm going to lose sleep over him. He's so good. Yeah. But we know the formula for Zach. If Safford and Andrews doesn't get you a combined 50, you're probably not going to compete. And that did not happen this week. As for Don, we booed Zach, but hey, give it up for Don. Give it up for Don. Elijah Mitchell in the starting lineup. Uh, finally, finally, finally get that 50 fab worth and a solid 12 points from Elijah Mitchell in there. Um, other than that, uh, he was carried really by a nice Carson Wentz. Colt, go Colts. And a nice Hollywood Brown. That is wide receiver six on the year. Hollywood Brown carrying him to victory this week. He'll be looking forward, like I said, to getting Chris Gobson, Chris, Chris Godwin and Antonio Gibson back this week. But he moves to four and five and he stays hot on the heels of Steven and maybe another former lock playoff that we'll get to later. But Don gets a needed win 106 to 83. Yeah, I'll just say uh, Godwin, Terry McLaurin, Hollywood Brown. I forgot about McLaurin. 
I mean, that's a pretty good receiving core, pretty consistent. Uh, I feel like most uh, teams in the league would envy that core. So, Don, I think you got something rolling. We'll see if you can keep the noise up. He's arriving a year ahead of schedule, that's for sure. Along with his seven first-round picks or whatever he has. So (laughs) we're going to go on to the next matchup. We had Aaron and Let Russ Cook coming into this game at 5-3, and three, taking on another 5-3 and three squad from the Cadoba division, Stretch and Adrian Peterson's daycare. That's right. You heard it here first. That's right. Stretch got the old moniker back out and the new toy. Um, this was a 5-3 and three matchup versus 5-3. and three. Both teams really going head-to-head. You know, big, big battle, and it did not exactly live up to the hype. Uh Aaron had an empty flex spot, you know, a little trade foreshadowing, but going into Monday night. So it was a nice little fill-in for him to get the win. Um, At one point, I was looking, you know, I think my team was on the track for 170. I was going to be the highest scoring team on the week. And then I saw Aaron's projected points were like 180 without Deontay Johnson in the flex. And I was, it's like, what happened to the drop-off that's, um, just nobody really, really performed that well. You know, shout out Kirk Cousins for 25 and the Patriots defense for 20. Um, they definitely carried you this week and stretch just put up a stinker with, you know, Kyler Murray was out and Mike Evans was out. Kadarius Tony got him one point in the flex. I don't think that Kadarius Tony can be a weapon for a playoff team. You know, stretch, you know, we always, we say it over and over, beat a dead horse, boomer bust type of team. Um, top heavy Kadarius Tony, man, like that's that can't be a flex option. He has some buy people, so we'll see. Cooper, five points, Debo, 11. When you're used to more like 20, none of the stretches guys just showed up. Um, that's Aaron 122, stretch 107. Aaron, six and three on the year, stretch falls to five and four. And I'll just say it here it's watching Monday night, and Aaron, you know, we used trade aside you were struggling with a little depth issues but darnell mooney eye emoji hashtag eye emoji justin fields looked like he turned the corner monday night so if that can become a late season weapon all of a sudden you do have some depth down there yeah it was good to see mooney uh oh i'm sorry guys it just slips every time stretch loses i don't know what's going on there i'm sorry continue on Aaron. i'm sorry no i was just gonna say that it was good to see darnell mooney get a little bit of uh fantasy production a couple touchdowns it was awesome to see actually uh, especially against pittsburgh d uh yeah i mean you know this week i felt pretty confident that i could get a win i was hoping for a higher point total um not having aaron Rodgers for the packers just destroyed any sort of hope for uh aaron jones and Devonte adams honestly um and then hopefully the chiefs can figure it out I mean, Tyreek's still been performing despite the struggles, but didn't have a great game this past week. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, I had enough people show up for me, the likes of Kirk Cousins and, wouldn't you know it, the Patriots defense. So 20 points against the week, man. Against Sam Darnold, who really sucks at football. Uh, He is really bad. That might be an understatement. Yeah. Me and DJ Moore are familiar with that. So, <laughs> um, yes, 
Big win for Aaron. Big win for Aaron. Make sure he stays top of the pile in the Chipotle division while stretch. Hey, I'm just I'm just saying five and four. You know, you got it's a very competitive Cadoba division. So hopefully he'll be able to turn a corner here and try to improve on that squad. On to the next game. We had Steven and Mount Passmore taking on Hayden and Country Roads take Mahomes. Steven was four and four coming into this one, while Hayden was two and six. And this one came down to Monday night football, and it was seesawing. I want to say Hayden was probably down by 15, 20 points heading into Monday Night Football, and he had Chase Claypool and the Steelers' defense. And uh, at one point, he had the lead. Like, I looked at the sleeper, and I saw he had the lead, and it said he had, like, a 90% chance. I was like, hey, good for Hayden. He got the dub. Uh, Maybe not so good for Steven. But um, at the end of the day, Justin Fields, out of everybody, turned it on, ended up knocking down those Steelers from a good 12 points down to four. And then Chase Claypool goes out early fourth quarter, and that's – was enough just to not get it done. Um, for Steven, good win for him this week. I want to say this guy can't catch a break because literally in my notes before we came on air, I said Nick Chubb is so freaking back. He had 137 carries on four – or sorry, 137 yards. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of carries. That is a monster workload. <laughs> on 137 yards, two tutties, on 14 carries – that is bananas. Surely he is going to just be unhindered and go forth and conquer. Psych, COVID. <laughs> Heard he is vaccinated, so there is a chance he plays this weekend, but as we've seen, it's looking probably unlikely at this point. So tough break for Steven, but we know when he, he is back, Nick Chubb is healthy. And obviously a 35-point bomb from Big Herb didn't hurt the effort either. And again, Steven had to get it done this week without James Robinson, without playoff Lenny. And we just had the eyeball emoji, hashtag eyeball emoji for Darnell Mooney. I want to put a hashtag eyeball emoji on Rashad Bateman, man. Uh, For your first three games as a rookie, he is looking solid. He's looking big. He's looking fast. Um, He's looking like that first rounder that the Ravens really wanted to invest in. And uh, George Kittle's back to kind of put the icing on the cake for Steven. So um, 123 was a pretty respectable point total this week. Um, So he will definitely take that and he'll get the win. As for Hayden, James Conner tried his best to say, give me that baton from Patrick Mapartments and tried his best to drag Hayden's lifeless squad to a victory. Nearly a 40-point bomb from James freaking Conner. I don't know how you can say that about a fantasy team and your team doesn't win, but Hayden continues to shock us. The 40-point James Conner could not make up for another dud from Patrick Mahomes. Boston Scott didn't get it done. Um, you know, Cortland Sutton, after his hot start, is looking rather disappointing now. Um, and really, I think the worst part about this for Hayden is like nobody big was on by for him. This is just kind of who he is going forward. So... When you don't win with a forty point from James Conner, that might be some panic alarms, but not like he was pan- not like he was competing anyways. So your final score again was Steven ekes this one out one twenty three to one seventeen. <laughs> James Conner, man. So <laughs> I, I I kind of equate James Conner's performance to back when I played in like church league basketball post high school. You guys ever were in a church league and there was this one guy that had like 
the wristbands and the headband was a little overweight. The core sleeve. No yeah, I wore a sleeve, had no vertical whatsoever, but just shot lights out randomly and went off for 30. I mean, that was James Conner. Like, he, he had no business scoring a 40-piece, and by golly, did he do that without Chase Edmonds in the lineup, man. Uh, Going to be a solid, I think, RB1, <laughs> low-end RB1 without Chase Edmonds. I mean, with the amount of touchdowns he's getting, I think he has at least 10 this year, which is just nuts. So yeah, better things in store. Yeah, Bye. James Carr blow up is unforeseen. But shout out to Hayden. Three of his eight tight ends were over nine point five points this week. So. <laughs> the muted leads. The mute. Man, everybody was so happy. That was awesome. That was just great to get on Twitter and see. Um, and uh, it's I think Hayden would have probably done pretty well with a like a just a solid solid wide receiver two in his lineup. I don't know where you can find one of those, but use one maybe. Yeah, you never I know. know. More, more foreshadowing. Uh, last game of the week, and it was a big one. The two highest scores on the week. The last game. You know what that means. It was your game of the week. And in the game of the week, we had the Mixon administration in Tim Raider against the team uninspired youth, <laughs> Anthony. Pause for dramatic effect, everyone. There you go. We're back, baby. Let's We're go, back. let's go, let's go. And Tim Raider, he rolled out a new toy this week, and boy, did that toy deliver. 33 points on Thursday Night Football in dominating fashion. Woo! And that toy is, in fact, JT Jonathan Taylor. Cold, As a Colts fan speaking, feed that man. Give him touches. Do it. He can do take it. it. Do it. Oh, it was a good sight to see. Uh, but definitely, Tim, I know, was uh, probably feeling pretty good inside with that 33. Joe Mixon and Dak both had very solid performances, albeit Dak was mostly in garbage time. But you know what? You're going to take fantasy points any way you can get it. Points are points. Uh, rest of the scores were modest this week. Uh, a lot of uh, the players on his uh, lineup were hitting floors. Ayuk, though, very nice surprise yeah. this week. <laughs> 17 points. So maybe uh, a possible depth flex piece. You never know. Um, we'll see, though. The walrus is alive. Nice to see that. Wake, wake up out of your sleep. Wake up. That was a long time. That was, that was good. Yeah. That should be his floor each week going forward. You know, 15 or higher, I feel like, is, is Darren Waller's sweet spot potential for 25. That's That's got to be where he's at. Hopefully he continues that. Aaron Jones, I feel you, Tim. That hurts. Devontae Adams, they both just, I mean, Jordan Love is hopeless. Uh, you know, A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers just, please come back. I said it, I said it in the chat, in, in your guys' uh, commentary, but Jordan Love's, all of his passes look like Tim Tebow. They are, he's yeah. like straight ducks. Every single pass was awful. awful. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of makes me think, like, if they were going after Aaron Rodgers this hard in the offseason, they knew what they had, and it wasn't much. <laughs> um, also, but fun fact, you guys see the picture of Jordan Love's family in the top row of 
Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> there he is. Wow. Yeah, I was like, what? He's got a lot Why of pull. Way up there. <laughs> He's got a lot of pull in the organization. At least they they get Clearly. in the stadium. Um, for Anthony though, on the on the flip side, and team uninspired youth, Lamar Jackson came to play. He had a hot thirty six points. The rest of his team, not much happening. We said last week that Derrick Henry not being in his lineup would be felt. Fellas, I think we're correct. Uh, had a few guys hit their floors, but, man, he is very dependent now on the Vikings duo, Lamar and Travis Kelsey. If those guys don't perform and get him solid outputs, he's going to struggle. I mean, Devontae Smith was on his bench. He's been inconsistent. CeeDee Lamb has been inconsistent, honestly. Uh, just not enough consistency there from guys that really need to perform. Cordero Patterson, that trade, we talked about it last week. That may have saved the season. Um, I think that trade, you know, with Cordero, that gives you some consistency at a, at a position of need, especially with the injury. I don't think it's time to panic for Anthony, but I think he's got to be a little concerned. So I wonder where he goes from here. Both will be playoff teams, but Anthony's hoping he gets higher ceiling games going forward. Tim does win this one, though, 145 to 129. Highest total of the week for Mr. Raider. The second highest for Anthony. The, the only thing I'll add to that is we said that you can literally expect that Derrick Henry injury to maybe take 20 points off of you a week. Like, you got to think that's maybe like a 20-point hit every week. That would have won in the game if we want to use that equation. So I think it's already being seen how big of a loss that is for him. I think if he's in his lineup, he wins this week. So now we're going to start playing fantasy, fantasy football, I guess. Come on. What is that? What fantasy, is that? Fantasy don't, football. Don't, don't give him that. I mean, Gaskin scored him a touchdown. But, yeah, at one point it was the second half of the early games. Dak and Lamar were both under five points. And I was like, cool, neither quarterback shows up to play. And I was projected to win by, like, a solid 40 points. Then all of a sudden I start to see Lamar's point total go 12, 18, 24, 30, 36, and I'm like, the game goes into overtime, and I was like, please, no more touchdowns. Like, <laughs> please, no touchdowns. It, I had to sweat it out a little bit, but, yeah, it was a nice, you know, nice to play him when Lamb goes nothing and Darnell Anderson got nothing and Thielen only had a garbage time touchdown. So, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. That's right. And, of course, uh, condolences and thoughts to Anthony. Uh, Aaron experienced it last week. Anthony experiences this week's second highest score and takes the L. That is brutal. Uh, guys, this was the last week of the Chipotle Cadoba Showcase. Cadoba won this week, closest we've had so far, 3-2. Chipotle was flirting a little bit, especially if, you know, maybe that Hayden-Steven matchup would have flipped. Uh, Chipotle would have won a Chipotle would have won a week. Um, but they don't. Cadoba comes on top 3-2 in the final Cadoba Chipotle Showcase stat line. Cadoba wins 13 to 7. Really what we all kind of expected, right? If if Zach wasn't a tanking team, that would be a lot more in favor of Cadoba. I mean, it's closer, closer than closer than you thought it was gonna be, but you know, context matters. Absolutely, absolutely. So Cadoba can Crown one for them for the 2021-2022 season. The standings as it stands. If we look at the Chipotle division, Aaron alone at the top 
at six and three. Anthony, after his loss, falls to five and four. Then you have Don hanging out at four and five, and Hayden and Clayton rounding out the rear at two and seven, tied for the worst two records in the league. That's a big yikes. And you look at the mighty Kadoba division, your boy, Team Fairlife, alone at seven and two, best record in the league. Close behind, though, the mix administration and Tim, highest score last week. He ain't going anywhere at six and three. Stretch falls to five and four, tied with Steven at five and four, only on top by four additional points, four. And then the sole tanking team in the Kadoba division, Zach, down there at three and six, still better than the worst of the Chipotle division. If the playoffs were to start today, my phone is messed up. There we go. Uh, your boy and Aaron would have first round buys, and you'd have a first round civil war of Stretch and Anthony. And then you'd have a matchup of the Cadoba division between Steven and Tim. The same six guys hanging out in the playoffs. It's just those seedings keep changing, man. Can somebody, can somebody, <clears throat> Don, can someone, can, can he ruin it? We'll see. We'll see. But that is at, that it is, oh, seizure. I need a drop from my seizures. That is the league as it stands today. And let's see how we view the league as it stands today in the Pada Rankings. Nice. I got your week 10 power rankings for you here. And it's kind of boring, not going to lie. Let's start at 10. We'll give them the time of day. Clayton. <laughs> Red Rocket, man. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. I'm sorry. Aaron said, we feel bad for you. You've got the injury bug these first two years of this league, but let's see what you can do moving forward. we got to look to the future. Nine, down one spot in the consensus rankings. Not in mine. Uh, Zach and cooking up more. And then that means up one spot off a loss. Um, eight is Country Roads Take Mahomes and Hayden, who is very sneakily on a five-game losing streak. Wow. <laughs> so I don't was. know if you want to flip those in your power rankings or not, but that's why I put Zach ahead of him. <laughs> he he started two and two. I was about to say, he was two and two. Wow. <laughs> five-game losing streak. It's, it's tough. You hate to see it. You know, um, the first three weeks is when, like, Mahomes was Mahomes, so that could explain it, but. Right, yeah, he just hasn't had those guys haven't been the same as you expect. Right. Um, seven, staying the same right outside of the playoffs in the power rankings versus playoff scenario. Don, team Don Perignon, off a nice dub. Uh, I think we were all very tempted to move him up, but couldn't just couldn't quite do it. Can't break into that top six yet. We'll we'll see we'll see if he can break that top six next week. Six, we have a down two spots off a loss. Oh. That was a brain fart if you ever saw one. <laughs> I thought you were like pausing for dramatic effect or something. No, name, I only do that. I only do that. <laughs> his name is Stretch and Super Camario down two spots into the sixth seed of the power rankings. You know, scoring 107 points, some injuries. Kyler's banged up, you know, still in the in the quote unquote playoffs, but you know, he's falling down. Of that big six, Five. he was the lowest scorer, so I can see why that happened. Right. Five, up one after his brutal drop last week. Anthony and Tima inspired youth. Went from one, six to five. He's got to start that slow climb back uh, back up the mountain. Four, 
we got Steven. We got Chris's boy, Steven, in Mount Passwar off a very nice needed dub. He's creeping up, man. He's going up there. And then we've got, you know, the top three unchanged. Your hosts here. Three, let Russ cook, got the dub. Two, Nixon administration, me, got the dub. And number one, the only team with seven wins in this league, Chris and Team Fairlife got the dub. No big surprises, I don't think. Like, like I said at the beginning of the show, we it's becoming more and more evident every week, especially as these big trades are happening and people really start kind of putting their money where their mouth is. So anything yeah, to add on this? I, I think that it's pretty clear now that there are four tiers in my mind at least at this moment. You got me, you, and Tim as a tier. You've got Anthony, Steven, and then uh, who am I missing? Stretch is just causing Stretch. Yes, Stretch. Lots of brain farts today. You have have Uh, Stretch in the Steven Anthony tier? Yeah, just barely. He's on the cusp. Um, And then I've got Don in his own tier. And then I've got Hayden, Zach, and Clayton in the bottom tier. That's fair. I, I see it a little different. I see three. I, I see a top three of us, a bottom three of Clayton, Zach, and Hayden, and then the other four right now kind of just mingling in the middle. But I see I see you giving Don his own little spot there just because you know his team's special. Yeah. I think that I think that stretch dawn matchup last week where stretch came out on top is going to be really big at the end at the end of the season come who makes the playoffs. So uh, I mentioned it before trades are happening and people are starting to put their money where their mouth is. Who needs those future assets when you're in competition this year? And we got another one, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. The This League Trade Ring. Ladies and gentlemen, you know the rules. Welcome to the This League Trade Ring, where two teams enter, one team exits victorious. We are going to go over the trade. We are going to discuss it as hosts, probably just me and Tim this week. We are going to count down from three, say who we think wins the trade, and the winner of that exits the ring victorious. As a reminder, we do not judge the trades based on win now, rebuild. We look at each team's needs and how this trade addressed those said needs. Are we ready to go, fellas? Oh, you know we are. Let's get into it. We had two teams enter this week. We had Aaron, Mr. 6-3, and three, competing and let Russ cook. And we have Hayden, Mr. Not 6-3, and three, and Country Roads Take Mahomes. And it was a it was a pretty big one. Let's get into this. Aaron receives Deontay Johnson, wide receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Robert Woods Light, as I like to call him. Um, you know he's gonna get you every week. Um, and then Hayden, in return for maybe one of the better players on his team, gets a 2023 first rounder and a 2023 second rounder. It is no secret that we love that 2023 draft class. And he gets two fairly valuable spots in that draft. Are we ready to rock? One one caveat that I do need to add in. So the first round pick, Hayden would only pull the trigger if I agreed, because I had two, that 
whichever is the higher of my two picks, he's going to get. Duly noted. I, that's that's a good good little call out there. Who's because your the rights to your highest pick? What's that? Essentially, he's owning the rights to your higher first round yeah. pick. And yeah. your your so, other first round pick was mine, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. So because the reason being, and I mean I agree with them. I, I kind of sold that for this trade, he needs running backs. And so if he gets the higher of the two, it's more likely he gets a running back in that 2023 class. I mean, I think if you're looking at Chris or Aaron's first round pick, you're looking at the bottom anyway, but that's not, I digress. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it could be one, two spots or whenever Aaron sucks in two years. I'm just kidding. No. All right. (laughs) You've heard the trade. You've heard the elements. Aaron, count us down, man. Let's do this. All right. Three, two, one. Aaron. Aaron. Yep. That's what it is. That's what it is. Tim, let me hear it, man. No hesitation for me personally. I mean, Deontay Johnson's 24, 25, you know, young wide receiver. You know, maybe the best in terms of if you're talking dynasty, which this league is, maybe one of the, maybe Hayden's best asset on his team outside of Patrick Mahomes. Um, this trade for Hayden, let's go back a few weeks where he traded Cordero Patterson and a 2022 first round pick for Deontay Johnson. This trade then basically becomes Cordero Patterson for a second round pick. And he gives up on Deontay Johnson. Cause like, Ugh. I didn't think of like, it that way. <laughs> I didn't understand why he flopped them for essentially no better than he had got him for like he went out and got Deontay Johnson said, this is the man I want on my team. And then two weeks later, it goes, eh, never mind. Same stuff. <laughs> and like I said, the, that first round pick, whether it's Aaron's or Chris's, like more likely than not, knock on wood for you guys, is going to be a bottom, you know, seven or later. I just, I, you know, I don't really see the value in it uh, personally. Yeah, and I'll just say, and I'm sure Aaron will elaborate on it, but just from his perspective, like with Deontay Johnson, he gets that solid flex spot that he needed because especially without Kareem Hunt, he was rocking he was rocking his T. Higgins in there. He was, you know, putting Daryl Williams, but who knows what he's going to be whenever Clyde, Edwards-Alaire, Clyde Edwards-Alaire comes back. So he really needed just that spot. I feel like that's what you and I, Tim, have is like when we're healthy, we know – who our guys are. And I feel like even when Aaron was fully healthy, barring the whole Ravens backfield at the end of the day, he was still going to be like, okay, is T Higgins? Is it who's, who's going to be that last guy? And I think he really solidified it with Deontay Johnson here. And I I think this trade would be more even if it was two firsts, but the fact that it's like a first and a second and the second is Aaron. So, you know, it's going to be a two, nine, two, eight, two, 10. Uh, I I agree with you. I don't think it's that hard. I think I think Aaron wins this one. Um, Aaron, tell us the process, man. How hard was this to pull off? I mean, it was negotiating back and forth. It started with some pieces that I thought maybe Hayden would want, offering some of my tight end depth uh, to see, you know, just throw some bones out there. But he already had quite mm-hmm. a few tight ends, so he kind of said, you know, no to that. Um, and then I I really just kind of sold him on the fact that like, Hey man, like you do have some solid pieces at your wide receiver position. I'd say it's the most depth on your team. Uh, and you really don't have any running backs. And 
it's probably going to be difficult to get some over the next couple of years. So, um, you know, uh, your best shot would be through the draft and, you know, taking a chance on uh, possibly the first round pick, being able to get a running back, which I will say in the 2023 class, there's probably five to six running backs that could go in that first round uh, just based off of the talent and what, uh, you know, they're producing at their current uh, stage. So uh, while it might be a later pick, you know, potentially um, I think he still has a chance at a running back, especially for swapping for the higher pick. Um, But, you know, I, at the end of the day, I locked in on Deontay. He was willing to not, have me give up the farm for him as opposed to Cooper cup. Cause I locked in on him first and he just wanted way too much, which is understandable. And uh, I get my flex piece that gets me 15 to 20 a week. And I think this sets me up well when Kareem gets back to have a lineup that can compete for a championship. Let's just hope that Deontay is not getting the ball thrown to him next year by duck Hodges. <laughs> Tim, you right. it's Aaron Rodgers. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that, that would be a, a huge swing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I got one thing to say. I'll, I'll, you know, caveat these draft classes. You know, we can say we like 2023 draft class as much as we, as much as we do, but that's still two years out. Injuries happen. Guys fall off. You know, these are 18 year old kids, 19 year old kids. Who knows really what they're going to be. But that being said, Chris, the ball is in your court. Uh, two of your podcast hosts are clearly pushing all in. The chips I was going to say something about that. I was gonna say something about that, man. I uh, I don't know. I, I like my depth, but I think where only where I can really improve is running back, and those are just so hard to come by right now. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll see if there's anything you guys are kind of encouraging me to try to get out there and make make a move. So uh, congratulations, Aaron. You exit the, this league trade ring victorious, my friend. Um, again, Aaron receives Deontay Johnson. Hayden receives a 2023 first and a 2023 second. Thank you for coming to this edition of the This League Trade Ring. Let's get into week 10 preview, which I mean has to be better than week nine, right? Just dear God, please. Welcome back to your DeAndre Swifts of the world and the Lions. Welcome back to your DK Metcalfs. I feel like I'm just naming Tim's roster. Um, your Russell Wilsons are coming back this week. Most likely Aaron rejoices to the heavens for that. Um, Buccaneers come back and your football team members return from by this week, but we have to say goodbye to the team fair life running back core. The bears are on by Bengals are on by giants are on by Texans are on by, um, as a reminder, the Cadoba Chipotle showcase is over to the chagrin of Aaron. So return to your homes, return to your divisions and fight with that nice home cooking in your, in your bellies, all the guys that you're used to fighting. Um, and speaking of cooking, we have the return of one of the head chefs, the man that his team is named after. Yes. I'm talking about the first matchup. We have the six and three, let Russ cook taking on the two and seven country roads take Mahomes, and i just realized this is the same combo we just talked about so uh deontay johnson revenge game i think so i think <laughs> yeah so obviously the big talking point here is russell wilson back you know the video came out the hype video you know he's ready to rock the pins are out doctors cleared 
we'll see to what extent he comes back. Is it 60%? Is it 80? Or is it, you know, 100%? It could be any of those options. Um, and only time will tell. Aaron with a nice 66% chance of victory as of right now, according to Sleeper. And personally, should be a no contest. Um, and I think Hayden's team is officially on spoiler watch, no longer in contention. You got to see if he can play spoiler. And with Mahomes, with Cooper Cup, and with James Conner scoring touchdowns, the potential is there to play spoiler. There's just not the depth or the consistency uh, to allow him to, you know, be one of those playoff contending teams. You do like Javon, uh, Javon. Jalen Waddle, he showed up nicely this past week with uh, not Tua at quarterback. So we'll see if Tua comes back or not to see if that affects Hayden's spot. Um, and then Aaron, I got a question for you here real quick. Um, it's twofold. How are Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams wide receivers two and five on the year, respectfully? Have they won you any weeks like last year? I can remember last year, I feel like the two would combine for 85, 90, 67, like regularly. And I just don't know that that's happened this year. It hasn't. Uh, to my knowledge, really, Tyreek won me a couple weeks. I think week one, he had 37. And then week four, I think he had 47. But outside of that, no, uh, it has not been like it was last year. And that, that actually really surprises me. I saw Tyreek was wide receiver too, but I don't know how. And Devontae still top five. That's it's bizarre. Yeah, it's definitely wild. Those are those are your uh, your studs per se. So you know, flex two spot. You still got Daryl Williams. I haven't been following Ch. Is he coming back soon? Uh, D. Williams is only projected seven points, so that seems a little low. Any any Kansas City running back news? I don't think he's going to come back this week. I think there's a possibility he might. Um, so I, I really got to watch that because I have Darnell Mooney on by. I think T. Higgins is also on by. So. Right. If Daryl Williams isn't the bell cow, I will deploy Mark Ingram. Oh. Say, or it might be a two tight end week for you. It might be a two tight end week for you. Well, Camara might be out, so we'll see. Oh, fair, fair. We'll, I'll get to that later. All right. Uh, yeah, I think I assume we're all taking Aaron here. Um, the only way I could really see this getting any remotely interesting is Chris Carson comes back with a vengeance. But yeah, we all. Other than that, we all got Aaron. Um, guys, before we get to the next matchup, you know I couldn't let it go um, without mentioning it. We had our first perfect week of pickums. Yes! I was hoping you didn't notice it. I really was. I go 5-0 and last week on pickums. Oh, man. That's awesome. Feels good. Wow. Feels good. Um, I'm, I'm not even going to give you guys the update on the pickums. We'll do that later. But uh, I just I saw that. I was looking at the pickums and I was like, oh, yeah, got to mention that. So, uh, but yes, we are all taking Aaron on that game. Uh, Aaron fully expected to move to seven and three. And up next, we have um, man, when's the last time we have had a civil war? Yes, that's right. We have Clayton and the Red Rocket at two and seven taking on Team Dong and Team Dong Perignon sitting at four and five and forever lurking. Yes, sir. The Civil War, like you mentioned, Clayton and the Red Rocket versus Don and Team Don Perignon. 
64% chance of victory for Don against Clayton this week. Uh, at four and five, we've been talking about it already. Don still has something to play for. Uh, there's a playoff spot, I believe, that's still up for grabs for him, but it's got to start this week. I think if you lose to Clayton this week, your chances get much harder. Um, this, is, this is a game you got to have. Uh, you need a big game, Don, from your RBs. So Damian Harris, Michael Carter, to name a few, and then also Hollywood Brown in the flex spot. He's got to continue to be that top five, top ten wide receiver that he's been all year for you. Uh, but, you know, it's in very much in the realm of possibilities. Uh, they've all had big games this year. You get a few key cogs back from by Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Antonio Gibson. That's a lot of firepower back in your lineup. I think that'll be huge for you. As for Clayton, your team is just battered, man. Uh, injuries and buys galore this week. Uh, you're going to struggle, I think, to compete with the lineup you got, man, um, regardless of, of who you're playing. I think really the only hope I see if there's a positive and I'm trying to like see a way you could somehow – sneak a win is if Don just puts up duds across the board and McCaffrey goes for 30 plus. Um, if he does that, I think he picks up some of the slack of starters that will not produce Zach Moss and Chase Edmonds are going to be out. Your RB options behind them are not desirable. I think Alex Collins and Mike Davis are the only two other running backs on your roster. Um, and then, yeah, I just think across the board, it's going to be low scoring. Very little star power here outside of McCaffrey. Um, on Clayton's side, Don, I think, just has way more consistency. I think he wins uh, probably in a low scoring affair. I'm taking Clayton here, actually. Um, Christian McCaffrey, guys, he's going to remind us why people are trying to give him three firsts. And crap, like he came back li very limited workload last week. He still looked great, in my opinion. Just the little bits I saw him on red zone. So we get him back. Um, a lot of this, I think, is going to rely on other pieces. And what I mean by that is, uh, if if Chris Carson's out, Alex Collins, Alex Collins is going to be a smash start. And then I think you got to pray that Zach Moss plays. He's only going to get you like six or seven, but it's going to be anything that's better on your bench. And then I can see Keenan Allen. I'm really trying to get my phone to work. As you guys know, my phone has really just been jacked up lately. But um, I think Keenan Allen's going to feast on the Jets. And I I can – or is he playing the Vikings? I'm trying to pull up this matchup. But, yeah, I'm taking Clayton. I'll stop talking. No, hey, Christian McCaffrey might remind us if he's Christian McCaffrey. But I think he's going to be playing on someone else's team. I, I think that someone might trade for McCaffrey this week. We got – Two weeks left before the trade deadline. So if Clayton's going to fire sale and there's a contender that wants him, I think it could happen this week. So I'm taking Don. Maybe a contender out there that hasn't made any moves this season, you know, just kind of kind of lurking around. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we'll see. All right. So two guys for Don, one for Clayton. Let's go, Clayton. Let's get this bread, baby. We got this this week. Um, next matchup we have. Cooking up more. Zach Welch at three and six, taking on Anthony, desperately in need of a victory to keep up with Aaron in the Chipotle division. Of course, he's coming off that loss at five and four. Sleeper currently has Anthony saying, don't sweat it. But we know that 
Anthony and Don't Sweat It's typically do not get along <laughs> um, as the season has progressed. Um, yeah, Sleeper has 84% chance of Anthony with a victory. And I think this is the ultimate spoiler game for Zach. If Zach wants to be like his Purdue Boilermakers and be the Spoilermakers, this is the this is the week to do it because assuming Don gets a W against Clayton, who we all consider to be the bye week of, of the league, assuming Don gets that W, and if Zach could somehow beat Anthony here, all of a sudden you're looking at two guys with the same record, Anthony and Don. That is insane. So great chance for Zach to really just to throw a huge curveball in this league. Um but unfortunately for him, I think he's going to have to have a lot of breaks go his way. As you know, the great equalizer in a lot of fantasy battles is matchups, right? Like you can have the better players, but if they all have tough matchups, if they're all going against the Bills and the Rams and the Bucks, it, it's going to be tough for points to come by. And Zach does not get that break this week. Um, CeeDee Lamb going up against Atlanta, Cordell Patterson against Dallas. You just saw James Conner run all over the Niners, and now they get Daryl Henderson. Lamar Jackson gets to go party it up in Miami. All of these matchups for Anthony are just so juicy. And uh, I think he's really going to remind everybody that, you know, it's not time to panic. He's still going to be trailing Aaron in that uh, Chipotle division and make it close two seasons in and no major buys for either squad. I know I just hyped up Zach. Maybe he can get it done, but I think this one could get ugly. And I genuinely don't say that a lot. Um, I think a lot of the time, Fantasy matchups can usually stay pretty close, but I think this one could get ugly. I think Anthony wins this one pretty easily this week. Agreed. I got Anthony. Yep, I got Anthony as well. I think he takes care of business. All right, we all pick Anthony to keep pace with Aaron and let Russ cook, and Aaron is covering our next matchup. Yes, I am talking about Tim in the mix and administration at 6-3 and three with an epic clash in the Cadoba division, taping, taking on Steven and Mount Passmore at 5-4, and four, both teams coming off of a W. And honestly, I think you could maybe argue that this is equally a matchup to watch this week. Uh, you got both teams that are you know, projected for 150-plus points. Currently, as it stands, Stephen and Mount Passmore with the 55% probability of winning 55. over Tim and, and the mix and administration. Uh, very, like I said, going to be a very high scoring affair. I think I completely agree with that. A lot of star power all over the place, right? Uh, Stephen gets the seemingly immortal Tom Brady back as well as Lenny. Uh, Tim d- gets to deploy JT once again. That's always fun. Uh, can Aaron Jones bounce back though? So I think that's something to watch. If Aaron Rodgers comes back on Saturday and is able to play on Sunday, you know, I think Aaron Jones has a pretty nice output. If they have to throw Jordan love out there again, man, I am, I am concerned. Uh, he's just, I don't think has the same impact with Jordan love, nor does any other Packer player. Um, for Steven, there's a bit of concern with Nick Chubb likely out due to COVID. That's big. Small chance he could come back. However, he does have Dearness Johnson on his roster, so he could turn to him. And, you know, in a re- you know replacement start, Dearness did pretty damn well uh, last time he was out. Getting James Robinson back, hopefully, uh, is a nice plus. 
Is Kittle back? Is George Kittle back for real? We shall see. Mike Williams, hate to say it, but Tim's looking more and more correct on this one. He's got to return back to form, right? Nah, he's maybe. Uh, maybe, Ke- maybe Keenan not. Allen's starting to come into form. I think things are starting to revert back to the norm. Yeah, yeah. It's It's been an interesting few weeks, to say the least. I, he is definitely still getting targeted. I mean, I, we saw this past week against the Eagles, there was plenty of times he was getting targets, but um, that's something to watch. D-Hop's health, I think, is also something to monitor. And Dak, can he bounce back, right? Um, so there's, you know, Tim's obviously got star power. His team is locked and loaded, ready to go. He gets a lot of people off by. However, he does have the Bengals team on by. So Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon also out. That is, uh, real quick, that is wide receiver three, running back six that I will be missing. Yeah, yeah, which is which is huge. Um, so I, I think this game is going to be tight. And I really went back and forth, back and forth, looking at the starting lineups and just like, man, who do I like here? Who do I not? And I'm picking Steven and a nail biter just because I just have so many questions about Tim's roster. Um, it seems like every position, every player, there's, there's some question you can ask about it. Um, whereas Steven's it's just, it seems a little more straightforward. Um, and especially with Kittle, you know, coming back on and, and some of the other pieces, I think they both are going to have really healthy outputs, but Tim just – I don't think he has quite enough this week. Two things real quick. Number one, this would totally be the matchup of matchup to watch of the week if it wasn't for the extracurriculars that our matchup to watch has this week. Uh, and number two, Tim, you cannot complain about losing the wide receiver three and the RB – or wide receiver six, RB three, whatever, because you're literally replacing them with the wide receiver eight and Metcalf and running back nine of Swift. So when you Both want, when, are lower. when you have those to play AJ numbers. Dillon, okay, you come ring my phone. All right, <laughs> um, but no, I'm t- I'm actually taking Tim this week. Uh, Nick Chubb makes me nervous. Mike Williams makes me nervous, and then uh, Stephon Diggs. Whenever you're going up against a team like Tim, you need those guys that are going to pop, and Diggs just has not done it this year. So I'm taking Tim here. The other matchup I like being me is A.J. Brown versus New Orleans. Marshawn Lattimore has been on one this year, shutting people down. I'm taking me, but I'm going to hedge it and say if Aaron Rodgers does not play, I'm going to switch my official uh, guest to Steven because I don't want any part of Aaron Jones again with with Jordan Love out there. So um, me, unless Aaron Rodgers is not playing, and then officially I'm taking Steven. So we'll see. There you have it. There is one matchup left. To, by the way, we have, what, two for Tim as it stands, one for Steven on that one. So um, one matchup to watch. It's the matchup to watch. I hate this so much. Yes, Tim, just go ahead and take it away, man. It is, it's the rivalry of the league. Let's do this. It, 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 really, the number one hated versus number two hated. These guys do not like each other in fantasy. And that would be Stretch and Chris with Stretch right now rocking a nice 69% chance of victory. Uh-huh. Um, and the only big injury note between the two um, is Kyler. You know, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? You'd throw Saquon in there, but he's on by this week, so you don't get him regardless. 
hope to see him back after the bye. That'll be really nice for Chris. Um, got a question for you. Antonio Brown's been in a walking boot still. If he does not go, is it Elijah Moore time or what's the what's the pivot? I I have a lot of questions this week. Uh, look for me on the waiver wire. I might, I might be a little busy, okay. may, maybe in some trade talks, but I'm I'm a little nervous. But you can continue with your analysis. <laughs> it might. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I don't I don't know that AB is going to be back. Dear God, but, don't don't let me start Elijah Moore. <laughs> AJ Dillon, you know, in the running back spot, I'll say I like him. I think he's going to be really good when they trade Aaron Jones this offseason because they just paid Aaron Jones for four years and like 60 million, or he's going to be good in two years when Aaron Jones's contract is up and AJ Dillon's on it. Stop. He looks really good out there. He really does. It's just that Aaron Jones comes in every single time they're in the red zone. So that's, that's tough for him, but stretch Debo at Rams is tough. You know, Jalen Ramsey probably following Debo for most of the game. And then like Aaron mentioned earlier, we have some uh, Saints Alvin Kamara rumors, some injury rumors. They were working out some carry on my wayward son, Johnson. Nice. A couple other running backs that uh, were noted and no official word from Saints camp. But if there's a potential that Kyler's out and Kamara's out for stretch. And in that case, I mean, he just has no shot whatsoever. Um, Chris, last thing I'll note here, DJ Moore wide receiver 11 on the year um but Some five weeks five weeks in a row he's been a letdown his highest point total in the last five weeks is 13 not what you were hoping for out of him so let's see what you do on the waiver wire let's see what the rbs and the flexes turn out to be um as it currently stands i'm gonna get ahead of this and i'm gonna take chris i think that with those injury question marks um, that that stretch isn't really going to pull it out, and I do like me some Michael Pittman. I think he's going to outperform that 15 point uh, projected total there. And also, I can't forget this. How did I, I almost forgot? Josh Allen, the stallion himself at the New York Jets. I mean, come on, that's a 50 burger just sitting there. I got Chris as well. I think there's just too much consistency in his team this week. Uh, and just a lot of question marks with stretch. But can we just, like, take one second real quick? And, I mean, this is scary that I just uncovered this. Like, if you'd look at Chris's roster come playoff time, what it could be, Josh Allen, Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, DJ Moore, Michael Pittman, TJ Hawkinson, David Montgomery, Calvin Ridley, and just throw a defense in. I mean, that is lethal so for a reason number one is well deserved um and that's bobby woods on the bench as well uh plus he is wide receiver 12 right now tim (laughs) absolute hot garbage literally we're just so bobby (laughs) the lowest in wide receiver one highest in wide receiver two you can get that is hilarious um, no, real quick, I'm actually taking stretch because this reminds me of week one whenever Saquon was kind of hurt, Zeke was facing the Bucks, and I was like, I just, there's not a lot of good juju around my team and stretch ended up whooping me. I don't think he's going to whoop me this, this week. Um, but I, I have some work to do. I have a homework assignment on the waiver wire. I'm going to get those claims in 
and we're going to see what my team is looking like. So two picks for your boy, Chris, and one pick for Super Mario and Stretch on your matchup to watch. Man, that, that Chris-Stretch matchup, that Tim-Steven matchup, I think, and then the Zach Anthony one. Those are, those are, we're going to get even more clarity on these tiers going into next week. Anything else to add before we wrap it up, boys? Should be fun. Hopefully we score some points this week. Yeah, let's get that average to 125, 130. Yeah, no, give us something to talk about, man. Looking forward to seeing the boys nice and early on Sunday. Tim said it might freaking snow. God, really? We're going to be walking to Lucas Oil Stadium in the snow? This brisk snowstorm. Jeez, Bring a koozie, boys, for that beer. Bring a koozie. Amen to that. Amen to that. As always, follow us on the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, this league underscore pod. As a reminder, we got a website coming for your way. Live up-to-date scores, manager profiles. It's going to be hot. And as always, subscribe. Share us with your friends. Leave us a positive review and, and, and and just bulldoze that like button, baby. Yeah, you can just pave a brand new road over it. Yeah, and then just like destroy the road, put some concrete on it, plant like a really big oak tree so nobody will know it's there, so it's just always pressed. Then chop down that tree and make a big old spear out of it and just jam that into the like button. Yeah, yeah, I like that, I like that. And then and then light it on fire. Yeah. Click, it's a noun, uh, a short, sharp sound as of a switch being operated or of two hard objects coming quickly into contact. Thanks for that, Aaron. Thanks for that, man. Appreciate that. All right, boys. Week 10 is here. We're almost done with the season. Don't look now. It's getting close. It's getting close. I am your boy, Chris Mitchum, signing off. Love you guys. Go on, get.